to movies, movies, movies. Hey Jen, how are you? I'm good, how are you? It's so lovely to see you. Such a glorious, glorious honour for my Monday morning. Oh my god, that's so nice. Well, it's the last time because officially we're leaving Sydney. We're leaving leaving Eora today. Oh my god. It's our last ever day Today? This is it. We drive out of here and we go to Canberra and we go to the Nan Golden exhibition. And then we drive down to Nam. That is actually so exciting. I am equal parts upset and happy right now. But yeah, what a new chapter. A new chapter. And um, I just wanted to tell everyone that we're giving away waitlist. Okay, they're actually waitlist tickets, not the real tickets, to the Barbie premiere today. (laughs) And so we want the text line to absolutely blow up because people don't show up. It's cold. No one pulls through. So these will be real tickets. Come on. And uh, I guess the way that you can win the tickets is by texting the most respectful thing you've ever done to a Barbie doll. The most respectful thing that you've ever done to a Barbie doll. Now, that's food for thought. That's 0409-945-945. What is the most respectful thing that you've done to a Barbie doll? It could be, could it be a Ken doll as well, or is it only Barbies? Absolutely. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any you of know. them. <laughs> a Bratz, honestly. Yeah, I, I did love Bratz in my scene. So, yeah, text in 0409-945-945. Don't be a silly goose. You can get some free glorious ticks. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we starting off today? Okay, with? well, today, Andre and I are going to be re- reviewing. Andre's just um, absolutely taking a huge shit right now um, <laughs> but we're going to be reviewing No Hard Feelings and The Straw which is an HBO Ooh. documentary uh, that you can I'm pretty sure it's on binge it's fab and yeah. uh, then we're going to be talking about Khan we're going to be talking about Jane Adams. we're going to be talking about whether you can have a blockbuster comedy in these days, you know, whether you can have pleasure in a cinema. Is it anymore. possible, you know? I think so. I- <laughs> Do, but I don't know. I mean, maybe we have to ask the question a bit more broadly. It's true. Yeah. We need to really delve into it. Yeah. So, take two. Here we go. Take two. We're going to start today off reviewing No Hard Feelings, which is Jennifer Lawrence's new blockbuster comedy. And uh, take it away. DT with Lime. We're not open until noon. It is noon. It's 11.57. Now what time is it? It's 11.56. (laughs) Good Lord. You need to fire her. I can't fire her. She has a disability. What? No, I don't. You don't? No. That's the reason why I hired you. I'm an Uber driver and I don't have a car. Come on up. His parents said if I, quote, date their son, they'd give me a Buick Regal. You won't even rent your house out, but now you're going to rent out your badge? You have a Roadrunner tattoo covering your entire back. I don't think you should tell anybody what to do with their body. Nope. I'm going to teach you how to have fun. Am I allowed to be here? You can't be scared of everything your whole life. Fuck. Maddie Barker. Your little disappearing act. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. Congratulations. Is her vagina dishwasher safe? She's a real person. What part of Russia did they ship her from? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no Hot Feelings is the J-Law comeback, not the Berlin queer movie from 2020 that Enoch wants everyone to watch. And it's similar to The Little Mermaid in that both films, their stars both run out of the water naked and beat the shit out of people who stole from them. And they're singing So Beautiful You'll Cry and Ship's Mask Stunts. 
The premise is that Matthew Broderick, looking dead behind the eyes with an evil Cooper in Twin Peaks, the return haircut, commissions Jennifer Lawrence to fuck his twink son in exchange for a car. And it's a relatable present premise that Ukrainian director Gene Stepanitsky intentionally or unintentionally enters into the canon of intellectual gay guy and swerker girlfriend power duos. We were just at Tribeca and saw Chelsea Peretti's new film, First Time Female Director, and she opened it by saying, I wanted to make a movie with comedians that's funny, which is rare. And uh, at this point, I was going to ask Anj on the show what he felt uh, like this this film worked and how it worked. And um, at this point, he's texting me from the toilet saying he's got really bad diarrhea and he's not joking and he wants me to stall. Oh, dear. Um... And I think it's honestly because we made, we've been staying at this, uh, the Queer Mansion, the Dirty Habit last night. And yeah. I mean, I don't want to put any shade on them because they actually did clean the fridge out, but I've used all of their vegetables and um, there was cabbages. Oh, you know, there was not carrots, the old cabbage. The old cabbage, but that honestly, old chestnut, cabbage lasts. That old ca- yeah, it does. But you know, at, at what cost does it last? Well, I feel- at the cost of Andre's moment right now. <laughs> oh no. I know. Andre really wanted to talk about this movie. Andre's really supportive of Jennifer Lawrence and her career yeah. and her choices. I think we loved her full frontal nudity. Although I will say that, like, yet again, it's another movie where we see female for full frontal nudity, but we don't see a hard dick. Yeah, that's very classic. And for a film called No Hard Feelings, I'll say there were no hard feelings and there were no hard dicks. So, oh, um, well, I guess when you live up to the name, <laughs> one can say, you know, why did you live up to the name? And other people may say, well, I guess we, we saw that one coming a little bit. Yeah, I know. I feel that. So, I don't know. Do you go see ho- comedy movies? I do sometimes. I haven't had a, a good old laugh in a while. I've actually. had a belly laugh? But no, sometimes I, you just need a good old belly laugh. Yeah, uh, it's true. I've been watching Taskmaster for my little that? dose of comedy. It's uh, this British show where they get a bunch of comedians on to do a bunch of random tasks and they all fail abysmally. Some of them do well and they get points and win things that mean nothing. So, it's like a reality show or is it a game show? It's both. I guess reality is a bit of a game in this I show. I wanted to do like a reality show with all the losers from the early rehearsal. Well, no, you know, like the auditions yeah. for each other reality <laughs> all the, show? All the dregs, I guess. Yeah, all yeah. the dregs, them yeah. find a career that suits them. Oh. And the whole point of the whole show is that everyone succeeds. So, it's just like a Bildungs Roman, but like yeah. of the dregs. Exactly. Well, each... Each week would be a different industry. Oh, I until love that. Until they find something that matches. That's, some people that's are very just wholesome. Their path. Yeah, I think you know you just need some encouragement. If yeah. if one ever feels like a dreg, we want to see other dregs doing well. Right? Absolutely. Look, I would love to um, do Andre's review for the stroll, but I don't have it on me, and that's okay. I think I want him to do it justice. So, could we go to a song? Of course, we'll circle right back. So, if you have just tuned in, you're listening to Movies, Movies, Movies with me, Deb Marcus, and Jen in the studios. We're going to play some Lana Del Rey. This one is Taco Truck. You're listening to FBI ninety four point five.
T times VB by LDR from her latest album. What's the acronym? There's a Donald Lotion, but I'm not even going to try. That was some Lana Del Rey to welcome me back into the studio. My name's Andre Shannon. You're listening to Movies, Movies, Movies. Jen, you can't spell diarrhea without spelling ho. I'm so sorry for not being here. Oh my god, no hard feelings. You know how it is. You know how it is when I go to a cafe in the morning. I ask for the toasted sandwich, and they say there's meat. And I, I guess- say toast it fully, and they say we haven't got time. Andre and then- keeps eating fish for breakfast. It's kind of like soft liquid feelings, you know. Literally, no, no hard feelings. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Literally, literally. <laughs> Second time, stole the slippery words right out of my Second time answer. in 2023 that I have eaten frozen meat in a sandwich. But that's okay. I'm here now. I am so happy to be here with uh, the new host, but I feel like new is an archaic term. You are the host now of Mornings. Oh, well, it is, re- it is reasonably new. This is my second show. Humble. Humble second show. Oh, can't even tell. You're such a pro. <laughs> you are a pro. Oh, well, likewise. I feel like we're going to get into a pro debate of, you know, back and forth reciprocity of so. compliments. Back and forth reciprocity. Yeah. Well, speaking of back and forth reciprocity, we are, we are getting inquiries about some tickets to the Barbie premiere that we are offering to listeners of Movies, 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 to the point where someone messaged me and even said, I will give you a 50% discount to my makeup store if you can get me into this premiere. 50%? People are losing their minds for this movie. And i got to say, the premiere is on the same day the movie actually comes out. Wow. I actually double-checked. It's two days before. Oh, it's actually before. But that's what I thought initially, and I was like, this is a pretty... People are losing their minds. (laughs) But if you were interested in attending the Barbie premiere, that's right, Barbie by Greta G and Noah B. It is happening next Wednesday, and we have... the, sorry, it's my, not mistake, being my mistake, my mistake, my mistake. The premiere is next Monday. The film was released on Wednesday. Right. Yeah, Noah Bombach is the co-writer of the film. But <sighs> it's uh, themed as Barbie Core, and we'd love for you to attend. But most importantly, we'd love for you to engage. So what you need to do is text in on 0409-945-945. And our question to you is, what is the most respectful thing that you have done to a Barbie, a Ken doll, a Mycene? You know, we include all different types of Barbies and... And we've had some really raucous (laughs) texts come in, some really fantastic stuff so far. So we've got an anonymous texter saying that the most respectful thing that I've done to my Barbie is I nursed her to health for a week and pretended I was sick so I could stay home and look after her and put her in my bed with all the teddies (laughs) and use tissues to make sheets, lol, and a hospital dress. I'm so real to you. That actually features in the new Barbie movie. Okay, but what sick movies did you watch? Oh, true. Oh, my gosh. In the cut. What was this in the cut? I made my Barbie watch Jane Campion. <laughs> there is someone who has built their Barbie an entire water slide theme park from my mum's PVC pipes that she was trying to ver- renovate her bathroom with. So, yeah, I feel like there are some really good people in the running. So make mm. sure you get your entry in 0409-945-945. I was never allowed Barbies, but I did used to go to my friend's house and make them all do a book club. With their Barbies. Yeah, oh I would gosh. sit there on my own while everyone else is playing outside and oh my God. This stage is, a book club. This is a gentle form of torture, getting people to just do a book club without them. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to engage, but you all have to do the book club without me. You can watch me through the window. <laughs> I was never a Barbie person, but I was a bionicle person. It really Ooh. speaks to my sexual orientation later in life. But I never owned Barbies. I had action men. Why do I imagine you didn't actually play with the bionicles? You just laid them out so people would step on them. No, 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 wait. No, no, no. no hold up. <laughs> I used to own... Polly Pockets. Polly Pockets. Oh, oh they were great, they weren't were they? Cool. Polly Pockets were kind of like Barbie, but um, she got a job. Yeah. You know? And also, yeah. you really could take them anywhere. 
Busy Barbie. You know? <laughs> busy Barbies. So what's next? I've been You're going to review. Do you, do you, are you ready to review yeah, the stroll? Yeah, of course. Yeah. We are circling back to take two where we are looking at the stroll and no hard feelings. But first... <laughs> take two. Yodels. Do you remember when we used to walk down here and all the neighbors used to stare at us and we used to be... Mm -hmm. And we would just be fun way. They would look at us like we were circus freaks. But you could tell they enjoyed it. The minute I got off on 14th Street, you could hear the clickety-clack of the hills. The life, the light, the shadows. We called 14th Street the straw. And that was our turf. Some people choose sex work because they want to. Being a trans woman in the 80s, a lot of us did not have a choice. People were not hiring people that looked like me. Trans life in general, it was difficult. I wanted to make people understand the reality of our lives through storytelling. The one issue today that obsesses New Yorkers, crime. The trannies were out on the street 24-7. It was really a very bad situation. Oof, that's an earnest trailer for a very silly review that's about to come. But to give you a logline real quick, The Stroll is an expose and a deep dive into the sex workers of The Stroll, the 14th Street in the meatpacking district in New York City throughout the last four decades. Uh, we've seen representations of this in Pose, we've seen it in Paris is Burning, we've seen it in a lot of gross... TMZ-esque, you know, insights into the backstreet sort of segments. But this is what I think is the most dignified documentary, you'd say, Jen, of this whole area and this whole era. Mm. Okay, well, anyway, so... Well, so I, I, I don't know whether you're diving to review or we're going to do discussion first. No, 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 well, I just want to... Okay, so... Do you know what I mean? Like, are we going to talk about RuPaul straight away? Well, like, at to, what point do we bring that up? We'll have to get to... Do not bring up RuPaul right now. We did just watch Bruno. Ron Paul. <laughs> we did just watch Bruno. We watched Bruno. And there is a Don't talk about Bruno okay. and the Stroll in the same sentence. So. No, but I will talk about our trip to New York City, which okay. I'm wondering if the trip to New York featured very much in this episode. Anyway, because what I was thinking is when I was writing my review for the Stroll is, oh my gosh, looking back on when this movie landed in my lap, I was definitely thinking to watch the Stroll in Bushwick instead of seeing Christine at the Bowery Ballroom, or not to watch the Stroll in Bushwick instead of seeing Christine at the Bowery Ballroom. And it's that's basically Welcome to My New York City Life, where a commute to Christopher Street Pier, which I did to pay respects to our elders, reveals that the Hudson River once had oysters, Chelsea, the neighbourhood, is actually an era 404 on Gaggle Maps, the Stonewall Riots only featured white people, as quoted by Roland Emmerich, director of Pirates of the Caribbean, and that when you work some 30 years ago on the stroll, you're basically a, a, a doled-up flight attendant rolling a trolley down an alley sucking dick and cock left, right and centre with zero respect from passengers. And this is represented in a new documentary assembled by Zachary Drucker, but co-directed by Kristen Lavelle. And it does more than celebrate the walkers. It basically calcifies these women into history as the guts of the meatpacking district, which we all know was the site of a lot of trans sex workers working the streets at night, as per Kim Cattrall in Sex and City. Right, Jen? Yeah, she gentrified the area. And we come to this film, which has been put together by either HBO Max or Just Max. Don't ask me the difference. But what's most interesting here is, in my opinion, the setup. The film boils down to producer Zachary Drucker ostensibly giving Kristen Lavelle, a former sex worker on the 14th, permission to carve an archival diary film ripe with interviews with strollers. 
trans figures of note include Cayenne Dorishow, founder of Glitz, and sex workers who hustled to beat an ever-changing sex economy, brutal transphobia, social rejection, and a New York City incapable of caring for community. Come to today, so much has changed since the mm. 80s, and the film definitely brings you up to speed to the present, where we see a, tra- a Trans Lives Matter movement and protest in Brooklyn, with a, sh- with a showing up of thousands and thousands of New Yorkers, and you get I'm to raising s- a million dollars for Cayenne's housing. And you get to see firsthand how in 40 years you can go from being ridiculed by RuPaul and completely uh, admonished by the New York City public. And living in like a cardboard box. To being social justice sheroes in front of millions of people. It's yeah. it's moving. And I know the documentary is hammy in its documentariness, but as someone who shares a birthday with Sylvia Rivera, I'm always moved by depictions of hard work, especially when it's by trans women. <laughs> Andre only cares about this movement because he shares a birthday with Sylvia what? Rivera. What? What? You know what they say? You get a Cancer and a Virgo and you put them together and you get a trans revolution, okay? So I'm just looking for my Virgo. Oh, oh, oh where is she? Where She's is never she? here. She's never neither here. are we. For context, Marsha B. Johnson's a Virgo, Sylvia mm-hmm. Rivera is a Cancer. Right. They say when you join them together, you it's get a trans revolution. Our favorite collaborator is Benji Ra, she's a Virgo, and she will not reply to my calls. Oh, <laughs> she's tapped oh, out. That's not too kind. Well, we've got some fabulous texts on the text line coming in. So if you have just tuned in, we are talking movies, 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 and we have asked, what is the most respectful thing that you have done to your Barbie before growing up? Nowadays, you know, we don't put limits on the time frame, but this is actually to get some free tickets to the, the Barbie premiere. Deb, it so- almost seems like you don't care about trans sex workers no, from the I 80s do. and all you I want to talk about is Barbie. We got a text from Priya. <laughs> oh, yeah. lay it on we'll us then. Let's talk about doll domination. <laughs> yeah, Priya said that uh, she cut the hair off her Delta Goodrum Barbie while Brave Face by Delta was playing <gasps> in Ode to Delta's Chemo Journey. Wow, that yeah. is twisted, oh Priya. This is why that I kind of tangented. You have not got innocent eyes, babe. <laughs> and we have a text from Jerry as well that as a preteen budding wannabe hairdresser, I ironed my sister's Barbie doll with the iron trying to straighten her hair. My sister was very upset and I didn't end up being a hairdresser. That's a shame, I think. Yeah, I that think one's a little shame. bit. That one's a bit sadder. I actually think it was respectful to the doll, though. Mm. Yeah, absolutely was. The the Barbie doll is asking to be played with. Yeah, it you really know? is. Oh. Uh, is that uh, uh, what we're... That's what we're advocating here, to play with Barbie dolls. I thought you were going to talk about Umbrellas of Cherbourg by this point in the you show. You are so twisted, Jen. Well, if we're talking about Barbie the movie, we have to talk about... Uh, Jen, what was the term again? I've already forgotten it. It's escaped me. It's not artificial... But did we cover everything in the stroll? Oh, Sorry, yeah. not to circle okay, back. let's close and the talk chapter. About let's definitely circle back. I thought, I thought the animation was fab. There and is I know an... that it looked... Every single one looked like that meme of, like the bimbo walking out across, like, in profile with the big boobs and the high Walking up the steps. Walking up the steps. And I was like, this is amazing. There is the technique of animation used in the documentary. The sound design of the click-clack of the heels and the cobblestones. Yes, yes. You know, I I was there, I was transported. I wish I was the Foley artist um, on the documentary The Stroll so I could just walk around in high heels with a boom mic next to me. It's just a beautifully assembled film, I think. It's amazing. And I think what Zachary Drucker brings to all her projects is... uh, uh, a, a beauty that isn't just uh, journalistic and informative, but something that feels closer to a Los Angelina making art. Mm, she's, she's very she's bringing LA to the stroll. Mm-hmm. She's bringing LA to New York. Um, 
I'm, which s- I'm not sorry. Gonna be into. I'm so sorry for not going to Barry Ballroom that night and watching the stroll instead. Watching Jen. Christine. No, I, it's so fine. I know you thought that was a waste of my time in New York, but I was informing myself. Of- no, 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 no. You had to have a hook up behind my back. It's fine. We okay, so I've been having diarrhea all morning. What is up next? Are we still doing the Barbie giveaway? Because I'm happy to go into spotlight. I think we should do the Barbie giveaway. But should- maybe should we go to a song? And then yeah, come let's back, go to or- a song. We've got a really fun track. This one is "Sun Sex Party" by Baby Morocco, and it comes with a language warning. You're listening to FBI ninety four. Point five, but yeah, don't go anywhere. You can text in 0409-945-945 for some tickets to the Barbie premiere by telling us what is the most respectful thing that you've done to a Barbie before. Spotlight. Oh my gosh, that is the sound of double passes to the Barbie premiere just flicking into our inbox and then flicking into your pockets. I've really enjoyed, Deb, this morning reading all those texts that we've been getting. Oh, they've been glorious. From people who want to go see Barbie. But I thought maybe Jen and I could maybe talk a little bit about the film because we started to do it. Jen got mad at me because I didn't bring up Umbrellas of Cherbourg. But basically what that means for the non-converted is we are looking at a Barbie iteration by Greta Gerwig that embraces authentic artificiality, which is Mm. kind of this term that I think has been retroactively used to describe the musicals of the f- between the 40s and 60s that yeah. embraced the artifice of the sets and the phoniness of the production, but in a way that um, is kind of alluded to, not ignored. So you'd see, right. you, you're watching The Wizard of Oz and you can see that it's a set that's been painted. Yeah. Or you're watching like a Jacques Demy movie and you can tell that like the sky is blue but it's not actually moving and the clouds are just sort of stuck there. And yeah, it's almost like a hyperbole. It's like, like hyperbolic, yeah. Literally, quite literally. It yeah. is a, a hyper-reality, a hyper-cartoonification of, of, of film sets. Um, and I think that's the attitude that Greta Gerwig has brought to this Barbie, which is really important, I think, right now when we are living in an era of special effects dominating the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. We have Lucretia Martel, the South American director, complaining that she can't watch a Marvel film because, quote, the special effects are so ugly. And here we have... Which is so awkward because I keep bumping into Kate Shortland everywhere. I know. know. (laughs) But what, what I'm trying to get to with this is that I think it's really important to start throwing money at set design and production design again. And... I know we need our Elvis movies, we need our Baz Luhrmann, we need, you know, our Taika Waititi over-the-top rambunctious animal logic cartoons, but whatever happened to just building a hanky-dory set and having a disco ball do a lot of the lighting work? Jen? Well, I mean, if we're talking about disco balls doing the lighting work and we're talking about sort of, I guess, a gay porn aesthetic Mm. in some ways, we should be talking about Pink Narcissus, which Static Vision is showing at... uh, Pink Flamingo Cinema Damn. tomorrow night. Oh, we're so good at our job. Yeah, so I think if you want to get down and dirty and see some of the real shit, it's shot in a downtown Manhattan loft. Pink Narcissus is playing for, I'm sure, a very achievable price. Mm. Go see it before Mothership closes at the end of the year. They didn't get their licensing. It's mm. all shutting down. It's a limited oh God, event. No. It's devastating. That's a travesty, but we'll post all of the details for that event on the program's page. If you head to fbiradio.com, go to Monday Mornings, and you'll be able to find the ticket price and all the info there. Exactly. You I know, guess- at one point I was actually preaching for us to embrace uh, artificial authenticity or authentic artificiality, yeah. and now I'm realising that that is the talk of Wes Anderson, and we do not <clears> stand... 
I think there's a fi- WA in this house. I we are not a house of I, Wes Anderson. I think there's like there's Wes Anderson, but then there's also Bauhaus, and you've got to find where you live in the middle. And I think that you can't just, you know, you can't be Soviet realist about everything. What Jen is saying is that we should remake Metropolis. Maybe. Everyone's oh, wow. doing it. We really oh, should. Oh, God. Okay. FFC oh. just oh. made it with Adam Driver. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, my gosh. We are literally waking Janelle Monet up with a job offer. Let's remake Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> but what I wanted to say, what I did want to say is that if we're talking about um, unreality and we're talking about, you really wanted to talk about a big budget comedy film and whether the big budget comedies were back yeah. after loving The Lost City with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum so hard a couple of years ago. I, but I was just going to say, they just announced there's going to be a new Ali G movie. Oh no, stop it. Oh. So can racialized Chris Lilly comedy be back? Well, my question is, why haven't we got a Jemay movie? It's the only character that stands the test of time and that Chris Lilly is allowed to do sometimes, ostensibly, you know. I would disagree. The- I would say Mr. G. Well, but also Mr. G, you know, had some inappropriate counterparts. I think Jemay was like a better dig. Than right. Mr. G. Okay. No offense. I think we're done making fun of drama teachers, but we are never done making fun of private school girls. Anyway, moving on from those fab little moments, um, I guess we could talk about art house drama as well. I mean, I wanted to talk about Zone of Interest. Oh yeah, of Jonathan course, yes. Glazer's new film, which he shot entirely using hidden cameras in a house that was designed to look entirely new, but was set right outside of a concentration camp. Jen, you didn't punctuate that with, like, enough zest. Like, we are talking about... So, Jonathan Glazer, the director of Under the Skin, Sexy Beast, Birth, incredible... And a bunch of ads, you know, a bunch of Guinness ads. Okay, anyway, so his next film, (laughs) which is set in a concentration camp... If you open with that logline leading well, the, the outside the concentration camp, you are bound to deactivate and create disinterest. But it's what I understand a reality show style of the interior of the colonel's colonel's house. Colonel? Co- I, colonel? I don't know if that colonel's was... house outside of yeah. Auschwitz. Shot like a reality TV show, the family drama within the house, but made to look like a show that is highly artificial. Well, they just didn't have the crew, which I think was his experience working with Scarlett Johansson and Under the Skin, where she's driving the van around Scotland with GoPros mm. attached to the windows. Everything comes back to actor theory, actor with an E, which is the idea that the lead star of a film actually directs the entire production. Mm. And maybe that's what we'll see with... Uh, Who wrote Barbie. that about Inland Empire? Melissa Anderson? Was Melissa that Melissa? Anderson. Was that a Melissa? Yeah. Whoa, we're really do- taking some leaps today, but Ooh I'm la proud la, to do that. Ooh la la. We love to do it. What I really wanted to do is I wanted to read some final texts. So. Sorry, this has been such a stream of consciousness, but I'd no, love to yeah, tap so into some outsider consciousness. The stream just, came out of me. The stream came out of me. If you haven't just tuned in, then you are listening to Movies, Movies, Movies with me, Deb Marcus, and Jen and Andre. And we have asked you, dear listener, and other dear listeners too, to text in on what is the most respectful thing that you have ever done to a Barbie. And you can score some free tickets to the new Barbie movie premiere, which is super exciting. We have gotten some absolutely outlandish but also very deeply respectful things done for Barbies. We have had someone make an entire water slide a theme park from their mum's PVC pipes. We have had a wannabe hairdresser ironing their sister's Barbie doll, uh, trying to straighten her hair. But we do have some, you know, really fun <laughs> other just kind of miscellaneous texts. Andre, can you please send me the link for the stroll, please? I don't know if I want Barbie <laughs> tickets. Like, do we have to answer trivia or something? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever sent me that obviously lives in the activist, the activism world, and I respect that. And I will find a way to get you this link. Yeah. While 
I go enjoy No Hard Feelings for a second time. Thank you for doing the work. So this is all on 0409945945. We also have Jerry again from Redfern. I was giving Barbie the hair and day spa treatment. You know, straight to the point, short and sweet. That's what we like. You know what? I don't know if Barbie will end up in this Google Drive, but there is a Google Drive that I would say the stroll might end up in, and it's called Solidarity Cinema. Ruby Smith told put me onto it, and it has just thousands and thousands and thousands of movies that... oh. The strollers at the top of it. I just opened the Google Wait, Drive and it's like, the strollers in there. So if you're looking for a link to the stroll, go to Solidarity Cinema, uh, just Google it and you'll get that Google Drive link and it's a bunch of films from the left. Do and you want to give a one- We love it because the left don't need to be paid for their filmmaking. Do you want to give a one sentence description of Solidarity Cinema just so people don't feel like we are promoting piracy? I believe it is it's an, an academic research project by an American who is investigating... No, that's this light, actually. Oh, no, I'm totally Solidarity wrong. Cinema <laughs> is just a free film archive of solidarity and struggle. I don't know. I'm sure it's linked to some kind of a- academic, uh, rigorous, anti-piracy rhetoric, but also it's just got a bunch of really great films that you should share with people. There are quite a few organisations or individuals in America who are doing this kind of work, trying yeah. to, like bypass laws of piracy and protection mm-hmm. by creating Google Drives. And create portals outside of streaming services that just show the and same rom-com over prom- and over again. We're not promoting piracy unless it's downloading our films illegally. Please watch our movies, Garden Reflex slash Vimeo. But if you are interested, there are spots where films are landing to be shared with people. Definitely. The choices are real. And is there anything with the Barbie movie just we're going to be texting or letting the person know who won. We'll be in touch. Yeah, we'll be in touch with you. So thank you so much for sending in all of those very deeply respectful things that you have done for your Barbie doll before. Both us and the Barbies, I'm sure, appreciate it very, very much. If you want to win the Barbie tickets, you have to go onto our Instagram, movies underscore movies underscore movies underscore, and... uh, send us a little screenshot of you following and getting a friend to follow as well. And also, shout out to the dolls for doing the work. Shout out to the dolls. Of both kind. Aren't they just a doll? Aren't they just a doll? Yeah. Anyway, until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really chuffed to be bowing out with Angel by Pink Panthers, who is, uh, uh, to put simply, a musician that just makes good music. Andre's going to be Irish dancing in the back of the studio. You bet. That we is love to see it. Celtic ancestry coming through. Press play. Oh my gosh, no, I need to first say thank you. And oh. Because Jen and Andre are moving to Nam. What, today? Today. This afternoon. Today, yeah. This yeah. afternoon. So, That's adios, it. We're, you, think, you, know, you think this is over? Babe, oh, we're just getting started. I know, but like live in the studio. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. You know, yeah, like probably. flesh and blood oh, is yeah. the real deal, right? I actually agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Right, everyone's getting convinced to go to pre record. Let me just say, though, fellow listeners of MMM, you are in good hands, and I feel chuffed yeah. to be sent off knowing that the show is going to be coddled and worked. To the bone. Worshipped and I've got the warm fuzzies now, so you're listening to FBI Radio at 94.5, and this one here is Angel by Pink Panthress. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.